Welcome to the Wandering Wildflowers podcast. I'm Emily. To wander means to move in a way without hurry and to simply just be. Wildflowers are flowers growing freely without human intervention, bringing you the wandering soul in, allowing you to wander and wonder by finding and listening to your own truth. I am a seeker of life, finding our true soul's essences, and bringing together humanity. I am an Aquarius, after all. (laughs) Finding ways to come home to ourselves and each other, honoring all the elements, Mama Earth, and making each day a ceremony. I created this podcast for the wanderers who are not afraid to follow their soul's truth, to live by their own divine sovereignty, and to help shift humanity in all the small and big ways. This podcast is to create open conversations that come from a space of heart and to talk about all things deep. Welcome in, Wandering Spirit. I hope you stay a while. The things in this podcast are my own opinions. I have listed several online mental health supports if you need it. There is no shame in support. Thank you. Welcome back. So I had tried to record this uh, episode a couple days ago and I just wasn't feeling the energy. So I'm going to try again today and see if anything moves through me. Um, There's kind of like a set thing that I do want to talk about, but we're going to see what the cards show. So today uh, the cards I'm using are called Spirit Song Tarot by Paulina Cassidy the artwork on these are beautiful. They incorporate, whoop, one just fell out. They incorporate the animals and then the elements. And the deck, I believe, is based on some shamanic teachings, which is, yeah, it says the Spirit Song deck is a melding of two traditions of divination, one where animals are seen as spiritual helpers between our world and the spirit world. So, yeah, and it uses Native American shamanic symbolism. And, like I said, the artwork on these are so beautiful. So, the one that came out is the Page of Acorns, which is Discovery and Enthusiasm. And... I'm going to read what this says for you guys. And the monkey is the animal. It says, A messenger of brilliant new ideas, free-spirited monkey assists in building the basis for new adventures. He embodies an optimistic perception for future possibilities, and he aims high. Monkey is always game for an adventure, but must also keep his impatience in check. His enthusiasm steers him into new terrain, and he excels with bursts of energy and his excitement for anything new and interesting. Monkey inspires the eagerness required to kickstart new experiences, tap into that fluctuating stream of energy, and you will go far. Let the prospect of new ideas exhilarate you. Discovery, enthusiasm, exploration, free-spirited, new creative energy, and messages. Whew. So, I'm going to guess I 
I'm going to shift this conversation because this card is kind of pulling me to talk about something else. And one of the things that has been coming up a lot with not just myself, but some clients that I see, it is this rising of the feminine energy. And growing up, I was always super fascinated with women's bodies, um, the anatomy of it. I used to draw naked pictures of people and, you know, that was looked down upon in a very negative way. But now that I'm older, I realize that I was so curious about the feminine body because, because I am a divine representation of a goddess. And those of you that are listening that identify as women, you are also goddesses. And our creative energy is really just so beautiful. And it's amazing how the world that we live in really tries to take away from this creative energy You know, we live in this patriarchal society of working so hard that we cannot allow ourselves to connect to that feminine, divine essence, right? And I remember one of my mentors, her name is Lauren Megan, and you can look at her on Instagram. She was telling me the one time that there are these guys that... Basically, you know, they, they're businessmen <clears throat> and they know about the women's creative power. And so basically what they do is they go to these bars with the goal of harnessing women's uh, creative forces. And so their goal obviously is to have sex with these women because many of you know that, um, Sex is very powerful. It's a very spiritual experience. And these men, they steal this creative energy from the women to then help them birth ideas for their businesses. And I remember when she told me that, like, I didn't fully comprehend, you know, like why, like I knew women were very creative and powerful, but more so now I'm realizing that you know, ignorance is bliss, you know, for a long time, being somebody that I would identify as living in the light, I have always seen the positive of situations, you know, and I've been through a lot of dark times in my life, but through those, I I recognize, you know, the darkness is needed. It is so important for our souls to experience that duality, but when we have the darkness trying to stay when we have the darkness trying to consume the lightness overall, you know, we are in, we are in a spiritual warfare and it's something that I didn't, I didn't fully understand until pretty recently about this spiritual warfare. And the more that we throw around this term of like the new earth and the great awakening, you know, and everyone's saying, well, you know, we can, we can have our world be whatever we want. And what has been coming to me lately is the new world and the new earth starts within us. 
you know, when we are, and I've talked about this before, but our own wounds prevent us from fully, you know, embracing and honoring everybody's journey. And that's a really tough thing to do because ego gets in the way and ego is important. It protects us sometimes. But when we let ego drive, and Ram Dass talks about this a lot, is basically how separation isn't, isn't good. You know, separation basically creates the space for war, for hurt, for pain. Separation means we other people. We say them instead of we. I instead of us. And the feminine is so, such a beautiful aspect of that. Because the feminine wants to collaborate. The feminine wants community. The feminine wants to be held in a way that allows herself to be fully vulnerable. To allow a friend group, when she's crying or hurting, to just hold her and let her cry. But for so long, we have held on to these emotions We pretend that we don't feel anything or we feel so much that we become angry, we become resentful and jealous. And, you know, this is coming up for me right now is I remember when I was in school for social work and there was always a very negative view on people with money. And... And I know that there's a lot of you out there that definitely have that mindset. And I had that for a long time. I thought rich people were the problem. And I definitely think, you know, it is part of the problem, but they're also part of the solution. Rich people are not the enemy. And that's separation. We're we're othering them too. And the whole, the whole aspect of this really is just finding a space of relatability. You know, if there's somebody in your life that you're having a hard time connecting with or you have a hard time seeing it from their opinion, and here's the thing, everybody's opinion is right because everybody has different life experiences and different heartaches and pain and trauma. And everybody has these things, right, that that allow us to see the world in a certain way. It's our, you know, we learn this in sociology, but it's our life trajectory of how we view the world. And sometimes 
when we are forcing these ideas and opinions onto other people of what life should look like, we forget that they have their own experience. And, you know, Ram Das, he does talk about how we can love people who are really hard to love. And these people that are hard to love are our biggest teachers. And it doesn't mean that we can't set boundaries. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with their decisions. It doesn't mean that we have to accept their behavior. But what it means is, even if it's really hard, we we come from a place of love because love is the greatest energy of the feminine and the masculine. When we combine forces with love, we are truly able to outcast fear and sadness and of hurt and pain. And these times that we're in right now, you know, we're seeing so much divide. We don't agree with people doing this thing or that thing or, you know, whatever. We're advocating, which is so needed, you know, but how can we come from that space from love? Because at the end of the day, love is really all we have. And I think a friend of mine had told me that um, Ram Dass, he put a picture of Donald Trump on his altar. And this is something that I've believed in also, you know, in my Reiki class last year when I was teaching other people. I had them, you know, look at their own wounds and their judgments of other people that maybe just really upset them. And one of them we looked at, I I pulled up a picture of Donald Trump and I was like, I want you to find a space of where you can find forgiveness and find a space of, of commonality. What it, what's one thing that you do have in common with him? You know, what's one way you can look at him? Like, what's the energy that he's emitting? He's wounded. We have these leaders that are so hurt and pained that they're, they're also living in the patriarchy. We've never been taught to honor the feminine, really. And if you have, bless you. <laughs> We've never been taught ways to honor our intuition. We've never been taught ways to fully embrace our sexuality. Sexuality is seriously a huge way of awakening for both the man, woman, or, um, you know, a couple that doesn't identify, you know, as a heterosexual couple. But when you, when you merge these two energies together, you know, whatever your, um, relationship is, you know, there's still that sacred union. The sacred union causes so many vulnerable and awakening processes. And we live in a society, at least in America, where being naked is looked at as a bad thing, 
um, you know, expressing our sexuality, at least in my family, being affectionate was not looked at as a positive. You know, teens especially who are sexually active, it's a thing that, you know, their hormones are raging and we're not giving people tools in order to, to honor that. You know, we look at women as having more than one partner as a bad thing. And I remember my dad essentially, you know, not directly, but shaming me about how I needed to wait till marriage. And for some people, that's great. And that works. But for others, it it's not the same. And when a man is accepted as being, you know, of having multiple partners and a woman is looked at in that way as negative. Also more people are like open to the idea of two women together in a relationship. Like that's looked at as sexy or hot, but when two men are together, it's looked at as gross or negative or whatever. And we have these double standards for everything. And many men, again, we all carry aspects of the feminine and the masculine. Even if you identify as male, you might be more feminine. I will say for me, I've been more masculine kind of my whole life in the sense of energy. Like I was constantly working and um, my sexuality was something that I didn't look at. But as we awaken into this new earth and this new world, we are awakening into our, our being that has been suppressed for so long. You know, and this energy of the feminine that's rising is really a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there's a lot of work that I have had to do for a while um, regarding the feminine energy. And I would highly encourage you, if you feel comfortable enough to do this, is maybe finding journal prompts. I have some on Pinterest that are shadow work. You know, what are the shadows that you're carrying um, specifically around the feminine And looking into goddesses, you know, one of the ones that I've been really drawn to lately is Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was looked at as a very negative um, archetype in the church, when in actuality, she was like this feminine power. She was unapologetically herself. She was a warrior. She expressed her sexuality in a way that was looked at as negative when really a lot of women desire these things in men and the goddesses you know they're there for us whether you know whatever your background is how to step into that energy and you know during this and i'm using air quotes like great awakening you know, we, we've been here before for those of you that are listening, like we've done this, we've done this work, not in this human body, but we've done it many, many times before. And so now it's asking yourself, 
how did you overcome it previously? How did you step into your power in a way that honors where everybody is at, in a way that removes the ego, in a way that advocates from a space of consciousness instead of throwing all of these things down people's throats? You need to do this. You need to do that. How can we find love? And that's the question I'm looking up right now above my computer. And somebody gave me a card a long time ago and it says, we are one. And we are. And that's what Ram Das talks about is the separation. When we separate ourselves, when we other people, we or we're better, we build building higher walls to keep us protected instead of letting people in, we create a divide. And so I think maybe that's where a lot of people too are looking at people that are rich as like this negative aspect because, you know, they have these big houses, they have the gates. And I think that there's a lot of fear there. The fear of what could be taken from me. Because here's the thing, when you have money... Your problems aren't solved. Your woundedness isn't necessarily solved. Sure, you might be able to buy some really cool things and, you know, be able to afford a lot of things that most people wouldn't, but that doesn't fix it. And when we start to love people, people that are experiencing homelessness, people who are very, very rich, people that we do not agree with what they're doing. You know, again, we have all of this stuff coming up with human trafficking. Again, that behavior is very unacceptable. And this is going to be, this is going to trigger some of you, but how can we find love for the people that are doing this? When we are wounded, we create from that wounded space. And one of the first things I remember at an internship in my social work career was somebody had told me, hurt people hurt people. And that's been kind of something I've just always kept in the back of my head. So I ask you today, wherever you're at, you know, where do you still hurt Where have you not allowed yourself forgiveness? How can you express your sexuality and sensuality with, you know, (laughs) unapologeticness? How can you start to own your body, honoring sovereignty, honoring what you need? And how can we connect to the light? And if you are wanting to take some action, I do have some, I asked some people on Instagram of organizations to donate to, uh, for people that work with, um, survivors of human trafficking 
And I specifically ask for smaller organizations because, again, sometimes with big organizations, even though they say that they're doing these great things, I don't fully trust it. I'm more into grassroots efforts. Um, I live in Erie, so Pittsburgh is pretty close. So somebody told me, which I'm going to um, share this with you. And one of the links is called Center for Victims. And let's see, they have a ton of services for people experiencing um, human trafficking. They have advocacy work. They have emergency shelter with like domestic violence services, sexual assault services. And I'm going to put this in the notes as well. Um, they have a crime victim service with a crisis hotline. So a lot of really, really good resources that they have there. And you can donate, you can get involved, you can do sponsorships if that's something that you feel called to do. It seems like a really, really great organization. So I will link that in down in the notes. And I am sending you guys so much love. Find the light. And I honor you wherever you're at in your journey today.